0: haven't seen your face in a little while guess what we're back the collective sigh of oh not these guys again but we are back here with the ball hawks podcast um it has been a hot damn minute since we've been on here but uh season two chris didn't even know that we were calling it season two we're calling this season two chris because it i don't know i don't know it sounds i I heard other podcasts do like seasons of it. It sounded like a fun thing to do. We've been off long enough where we could call it season two. So this is season two of the Ballhawks podcast. Same two idiots. <laughs> so don't don't expect any upgrades of, of people or, I mean, maybe we'll get some cool cool guests here, but uh, the same two I heard, idiots. I heard Eminem was coming on. <laughs> yeah. I saw that on the Twitter. He's coming, everybody. The internet never lies, folks. The internet Internet never never lies. lies. Um, If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Where have you been for season one? Uh, But we'll accept you for season two. I am your host. Uh, You can see my Twitter there on our fancy um, graphics here. We are also live on the Dean Blundell Network. And if you would like to get in on this oh-so-awesome conversation... Uh, make sure you log into our Facebook page, uh, our YouTube channel. That's the way you can comment. If you're just here to watch us idiots, uh, and you're on Twitter. Awesome. You can watch the show. Just remember you can't comment on Twitter until, um, restream figures it out. So, and we got our first comment. Look, who's back. Our guy, Marquise. Yeah. Marquise. Marquise good to be back good to see you on here uh joining us um my my same co-host from season 1 you made the cut for season 2 bud it's chris phillips
1: season 2 i'm here let's go uh happy to be back it, it, like like steve said it's been a hot damn minute but uh we decided to dust off the microphones uh you know get ready uh, just quick disclaimer if anybody wants to join us for season two you weren't here for season one you got a quick drop down give me 20 push-ups uh, <laughs> this, is a, this is a give and take relationship um so you know if you want to get something you got to give something. Um, so quick drop down give me 20 we'll wait don't worry uh,
0: w- while people are doing their push-ups Chris this would be a great time to tell them about your your newfound hobby this this is season two this is an improved Chris Phillips there's no more donut underneath your butt. I, I don't except think for, you haven't shown me yet, but. Um, except it. for the days after I do spin
1: class. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've, de- I've decided it, uh, you know, in my, I, I'm no longer young. I can no longer just sit around all winter and just get fat and show up to play lacrosse in the spring and expect to <laughs> not hurt myself. So I decided that uh, it's, it's time to focus on my fitness. And I, I, I joined a gym i going to spin class, which, whew, tell you what, guys, that is no joke. <laughs> um, it's uh, like I just said, you got to sit on a donut after you just do, do spin classes. your ass hurts. There's, <laughs> it uh, might be bruised. There's probably some chafing. Um, it's, it's, it's not pretty. It's not pretty, guys. Um, and then I did boot camp on the weekend, and uh, I got my ass kicked. Um, turns out that... Uh, I can just barely do twenty push-ups.
0: <laughs> I I love what we started. This is a new Chris. Like things are going great, guys. It sucks. My ass hurts. I can't do push-ups. I I'm, I'm, like I'm I've humbled myself essentially.
1: I wonder if, like I can <laughs> oh I can lift my arms all the way up today. I couldn't do that <laughs> yesterday. So progress. <laughs>
0: i can clean I mean, my I, armpits when i shower again yeah, yeah. for not being
1: sore I, I, I was saying to one of my friends who works at the gym after boot camp on saturday I'm like they need to put a disclaimer on boot camp do not recommend operating heavy machinery after boot camp because i could barely <laughs> drive my car it's like turning the wheel hurt
0: <laughs> you call your <laughs> wife hey can you come pick me up oh my gosh what happened did you get hurt was it your hip again chris no, I'm just really sore and I can't turn a wheel that yeah. has automatic no. power yeah. steering. Hip's
1: fine. I, hip's fine. I skipped the burpees. Don't worry. <laughs> I, as as I was saying, I no longer have the, um, it, it's not a physical thing. It's, it's, it's just I don't have the coordination to do a burpee anymore in my life. I'm 36 <laughs> and that motion does not exist in, in my life anymore.
0: Did, when was the last time you did a burpee like when did that motion exist for you like it's probably been 20 years because <laughs> <laughs> you said it as if like if, you know if, you're, if you're I, just being on your prime. generous
1: if i'm being generous maybe 15 years <laughs> maybe in my early 20s I, was, I i could have done a burpee but like yeah it, it's it's been a while
0: <laughs> oh I think that might have I Guess what? Our... Two guys, yeah. the songs are still here. The songs are still but here. Boyfits Magic
1: retired, so like that kind of sucks.
0: I know, but how good is he on the panel? Like, if we want to start with a little NFL stuff, that panel is a lot of fun to listen to with him, with Sherm, with Gonzalez. Um, I, I really enjoy them. I haven't
1: listened to them very much. Oh, really? Usually, well on Thursday like I don't get home from work till like five thirty, so I miss all the pregame stuff. Oh, okay. And then I get home and Nadine's got the kids at soccer. So it's like I get home, I run in the house, and I turn on the oven and I start cooking dinner. So like the game's on, but mm-hmm. I'm in the kitchen preparing dinner, not paying attention, and then the kids come home and you can't hear the TV once the kids are <laughs> home and then you're putting them to bed and it's just yeah. So
0: Chris has got to be <laughs> Yeah, little
1: bit Yeah. Got my hands full, guys. I don't know what (laughs) happened. The kids got
0: older and all of a sudden life got harder. (laughs) Have kids, they (laughs) said. (laughs) They are wrong.
1: I don't know if I've ever ever told any of you guys, but my number one uh, tip for parenting is don't do it. It's a trap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so great and it's so great in the good times, but yeah. Don't do it. It's a trap.
1: I love, I love saying that to people like after like, they when they tell me like, Oh yeah, like my wife's pregnant. I'm like, Oh man, he <laughs> broke like rule one of parenting. What's that? <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> some people don't re- respond back
0: after I say that. <laughs> and you can't take a joke and you can't take a joke. So I'm going to yeah. stir the pot a little more for you. Yep. Um, okay. Let's, let's jump into some NFL stuff here. Uh, we have, we have we have a couple things on the agenda, but I, I feel like there are big things that we want to talk about, right?
1: <laughs> if and- you lead off with of Antonio Brown after saying there's big things to talk about. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. There's I mean, a picture. Sorry, and it if
1: looked- you don't lead off with of Antonio Brown, what do you say there's big things to talk about? You do I
0: thought right. he was waving a baseball bat <laughs> around the pool. <laughs> why does he have a child's arm between his legs (laughs) my favorite comment (laughs) out of all of it was um oh i'm i'm really happy they blurred it out (laughs) as if you couldn't (laughs) tell like what this was so if you have been living under a rock in which case like i've been off hunting for the last three days and i still know what's going on antonio brown um i don't know the context of this but he essentially went antonio brown and decided to flash uh women at was it just women like do you know do you know any more of the context i just saw like that he flashed brown
1: decided to sexually harass some women in a (laughs) a pool in dubai it's really what it comes down to
0: that's so strange like hi oh yeah there's another
1: hot cookies be good hey you're not wrong there. Cookies are cookies, <laughs> be good every day of the week.
0: I, I was having this conversation with someone, and someone to me said, Subway cookies are not good. And I thought Pardon? to myself, You have got to be kidding me because Subway cookies are the bomb.
1: What is uh, ooh, under cookies be good? Be saying that this is such an underrated podcast. Like, I I would like to know what cookies be good favorite cookie is. What's your most underrated cookie? Um, Steve, what's... Okay, Subway cookies. Um, Like, you... Nothing touches them. Because, like, I don't understand how they make them so... Like,
0: they're always just so perfect. They gotta be undercooked just slightly. Right? I was just gonna say, like, are they slightly undercooked? I think so. What's, What's the best one? Oh, okay. So, since we're all about food takes and hot takes and basically opening ourselves up to twitter criticism uh this is one of my guilty pleasures that i always get roasted for and you already know where i'm going with this don't you i think i might have the same answer so let's see gotta be oatmeal raisin let
1: <gasps> let's, let's... Did we just become best friends yup do you want to do karate in the garage <laughs> okay well, what's number two
0: uh white chip macadamia nut holy
1: shit steve <laughs>
0: Did we actually this... come up with the same food take? Yeah. No we didn't. Season 2 people. Okay, okay, It took okay, hold us, on. Let, this let, is this on. is our 60th episode of this podcast and the first 59 we didn't agree on anything food related. And all it took was Cookies be good to jump into the mentions. So we appreciate that.
1: Cookies be mending relationships. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can continue on with season two of this chris
1: all right i have to ask what's number three
0: um i don't know if there i mean you, is...
1: you, you only get two with a meal so like there really isn't a third but like if you but like if
0: your one. kids had one and you you wanted like a bite of that one i would probably go m&m's jesus christ <laughs> i was gonna say chocolate chunk and then i was like no because easton really likes his m&m's ones and those M and like, M&M ones are bomb. Yeah, they are good. And I don't like M and M's, just in those cookies. So no, you don't. That's right. We we've discussed yeah. that. Yeah. Every every
1: iteration of M and M's, Steve throws yeah. them all in the trash. Yeah. From regular all the way up to caramel, which like, you're you're sleeping on those
0: caramel M and M's, bud. Yeah. Well, this is this is a good sign. Um, so, did you oh, see Rg3's tweet about Antonio Brown? No, I missed it.
1: It was uh, Antonio Brown showed more D this weekend than both the Seahawks and Lions combined.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Well, what was Antonio Brown on Twitter said like if teams are looking, I've I'm still exposing D. Yep. Like yeah, it, it was he, something uh, about added that.
1: the NFL Twitter account. Yeah apparently today i i I didn't bother looking but apparently on instagram today he posted a picture where he photoshopped tom brady out of the picture so it's him and giselle (laughs) no way (laughs) yeah let's let's see let's see if he's still got it up i mean he he, the the man has no shame so i i don't expect him to have deleted it uh yep still there oh man can can you see that that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) like okay okay,
0: like he's quite the character and he has been for a little while but like on a more serious football note you every time he does something wild and crazy and shocking the the conversation of CTE comes up and you know there's those in the camp I'm not a neurologist so I I don't even know what to think uh, but there are a lot of people in the camp that think CTE is already playing a part in his daily life. W- would you agree with that? Like, we're both not neurologists, but like, are, are you in that side of the conversation that yes, oh, it, it's probably happening? Vontae
1: is perfect. Ruined that man's life. Like you, he's, he's not been the same person <clears throat> ever since perfect took his head off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 so, it is really sad so, to see like, he had a guy who's supremely talented um yeah like you said get his head taken off and then his play you can't tell me it didn't suffer from that um he he's still a high level athlete but he was like the best of the best and he was the clear-cut number one receiver in the nfl for a long time there and then obviously like his mental health like just imploded as fast as his career. Something
1: neurological is going on for sure. Like whether it's just like long-term post post concussion. And he's like, I don't know. Like, can you see maybe there's depression there and this is how he's acting out. Like I, I have no idea. Like you said, we're not neurologists. So I, I have no idea, but like, it's just like how no, I mean, he's obviously he's surrounded himself with yes, men. So it's yeah. like <clears throat> nobody's telling him like hey you you're being an idiot. Um But,
0: but don't yeah, you so, think there's got to be some it's people in his life see. that are like no you're actually going crazy here dude. Like you've got to you got to stop this before you like you die or end up in jail, right? Yeah. Um Yeah. yeah. So th- that obviously leads us to probably the biggest storyline of the entire year. Um, I guess it's only been what a week, a week yesterday since, uh, the Dolphins were playing the bills and Tua gets tackled to the ground. His head bounces off the ground. He goes to get up. He gives like the, the classic. Oh, it's like, not
1: even been a week. It, that happened Thursday night.
0: Uh, no, I'm oh, talking about no, the bills. Wait, game. Sorry. You're thinking the initial injury, the initial injury happened. I think yeah. it was Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah it was a Sunday game and he kind of gets up and does that like shaking of the cobwebs kind of look and his hands kind of go to his head takes a couple steps and his legs all give out completely he barely catches himself and like shakes his head again and um I wasn't watching that game and I think it was you that maybe threw that in our in our group chat with our our boys from the pp1 podcast and one of you said he's still in the game and i to, to me i was like you you have got to be kidding me that you were even allowed to play in that game so that was the kicker right that was the initial like what is going on? And then the whole world saw on Thursday night football, he gets the same kind of a hit, right? Like it, it wasn't a direct blow. It was one of the ones where his body is whipping, his head kind of bounces off the ground. And
1: that one on Thursday, it, <clears throat> I don't even know if his head hit that hard, but he whiplashed that yeah. really hard. And I think that's probably what caused the, the brain to, to push against his skulls. Cause like he, his, his neck whipped, back really hard yeah um yeah i don't think he hit his head that hard but like i think it hit kind of like
0: the side of it but right like so um i had had the i guess ability to work with people from a local company here in Kelowna called brain trust and they got these devices where you you practice movement with them to see like what the force is on your head to see like where it is in terms of like a threshold for if you could get a concussion essentially, and you don't need any force. So whether his head bounces off the ground or like Chris said, you, it just has that whiplash effect. You can sustain a concussion easily. And so obviously there's big talks about like he was allowed back in the Sunday game and then he was allowed to play four days later. And it's, you know, One concussion is bad enough, but when you don't have the time for your body to recover, and there's a lot of evidence out there that suggests those first 48 hours after getting an initial concussion are absolutely critical to healing your brain. And this man was allowed to play football the day he still had a concussion. Um, the other thing with that was... After the Sunday game, to, I think it was Tua as well, but head coach Mike McDaniel came out and said, Oh, it wasn't actually a concussion. He was having some lower back injuries. And like, I can't believe there is somebody in this world that arrogant and that naive to try and pull the wool over the world's eyes. Like, we didn't just see this man lose his legs from underneath him because of a lower back injury. Yeah. Like, and so then obviously the next conversation went to the NFL's, um, independent, uh, neurologist checker, whatever his or her title is when somebody's suspected of like potentially getting a, a concussion or, you know, has that heart impact, they check them out independently and either clear them or not clear them. And basically the dolphins were like, "Well, they cleared them, so it's good." And I like I thought to myself, "How low do you think of your players and how little do you care about them that you were like, well, as long as, you know, Kevin Smith over here says that he's okay, he must be okay, so let's chuck him back in there." Like you there's just no care. For saving an athlete from themselves, and, and like, my
1: understanding too is that that <clears throat> doctor who is um, the one that's responsible for clearing the players is hired by the players' association. Because I I actually saw I think it was today or yesterday yes. that that doctor uh been fired. Yes, by the players' association. So it's like you're hired by the union to protect the players, like to not protect the teams and protect the team's financial interest you're there for the player's interest and you still cleared him
0: yeah it's I think it was I obviously I was driving back from where I was hunting I had some time to listen to podcasts um who oh George Kittle came on the Rich Eisen podcast and he was talking about it and um he was like you know players and I think people who didn't even play or have never played high-level athletics but have played athletics, know that you want to get back in the game. Like, players want to play, and when they're not thinking clearly and they just want to get back in, you have to save athletes from themselves. So I think I tweeted it out, you know, that night. If we have learned anything or if there can be some positives from this, I think starting to educate young athletes earlier on saving yourself. And when you can't save yourself, educating your teammates. Like teammates need to stand up for their players and, you know, against vested interest in teams um, to, to save each other so you don't have this. Like we could have a dead football player there or a brain dead football player there or like, you know, who's to say this isn't, The concussion that essentially ends his career. I mean, the first ones that come to mind are like Paul Correa, Eric Lindros, you know, in hockey. But they they have lost their careers because we didn't know enough about concussions to to save these players from themselves. And essentially, you know, their careers were cut short Two is going for a, a huge contract.
1: I'm, I'm guilty of, of playing through concussions. Yes. I played through concussions until I had a wife and kids. And then my wife said, yeah. no, the hell you're not. Yeah. She said, you're not playing again until you get cleared. Or you're going to the doctor and the doctor's going to tell you how long you're not playing for like, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I, I did it for 30 years of my life. Oh, just, just got my bell rung. Just got my That's bell rung. No, no big deal. Line. Just got my bell rung. But I, like, I remember a few years ago, one of the guys on my team, was like puking in the bathroom like he was messed up yeah. and i sat him down and i said take your pads off because you know what i'm i'm good i can like i could play the thing i think there was one period left he's like no man like i'm good like i could play like I'm like dude you have to go to work on monday yeah this isn't worth it take your goddamn pads off you're not playing the rest of the game all right fine yeah it's just like it's 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 not worth it and i and you know i i am thankful that my wife has made me realize that, that like when I do get a concussion, like, yeah, I'm, I'm like pull myself, like pull myself out of the game. Like I sit out the next game, do what I have to do to, to make sure that I can still function for my kids.
0: Yeah. And like, that's obviously for somebody who, you know, has a different job, but to me, there is no tool in your life, more valuable than your brain. And so Even if pro sports is your job and, you know, you have to go to that job on Monday or whatever day it is, it's not worth your long-term health. And I think when we stop, and I don't know how much longer this is going to take, but when we stop this uh, raw, raw, tough guy act of like, like you said, Chris, uh, when we were growing up, it was like, oh, you got your bell wrong. Like you got some cobwebs, like just brush it off kind of thing when we stop that kind of like tough guy act about like playing through head injuries, um, it'll just make for a better, I I think one of the, the lines I remember from this brain trust company was you wouldn't play through a broken leg. Like if your leg was snapped, they would cart you off the field. You wouldn't, you wouldn't just walk off a broken leg. Right. Greg, Greg James would like a word. Yeah. Okay, so I, don't, I, don't, I, should... I don't know if you
1: have ever seen that Madden clip, but
0: yes, I I have seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as a rule, you don't just walk off a broken leg or like a torn ACL kind of thing. <laughs> Why do you do it with your head, right? Like, it at least my leg, I can have like, you know, some sort of physical proof that my leg is healing, and I know when to come back. The brain is still such a mystery that like. There's no visible injury, so we should just go back out and play. And like, and that's and that's exactly what it we is. We gotta it's, stop is that, that.
1: Is because you can't see it. You yeah. can't see the injury. You can't see the bruise. You can't see the blood. You can't see whatever the issue may be. And so it's it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, you can't see out of one eye or whatever.
0: Right. And who knows if you're going to have like, you know, long lasting effects. If this is going to if you're a young person like Tua is in his mid 20s, what happens if he's our age in 10 years and he's still having those adverse effects? So um, it's never worth it. Don't be the macho person. If you have a teammate like Chris did for his teammate, sit him down, tell him, the, don't give them the option you're not playing until you take the time away to get over a concussion. It is serious. Educate yourselves. Um, The more you look into it, the more you research. And Ryan Hank, our buddy, just chimed in. I know he's done a lot of researching uh, with concussion stuff himself. So the more you educate yourself, uh, the more you will start to see how serious concussions really are. Um, And hopefully you don't let people play through them. Hey, Ryan. He, he's very happy that Chris is still awake. I'm shocked that he's still awake too.
1: <laughs> I uh, I am as well. Tomorrow oh. might be a different story for uh, for Thanos, but uh, we'll see.
0: You're, we'll you're to, true.
1: Late night podcasting, you know, early morning spin class, late night podcasting. So we'll see. No promises for Thanos tomorrow. I, I might fall asleep.
0: What a trooper. As a reward, Christopher, I know you have been dying to talk about the Seahawks' massive shootout win in Motown against the Detroit Lions. I know our friend um, Andrew would love to hear these conversations and these comments about the game. Um, How did the game go yesterday? I didn't watch it. I just finished watching the Ravens game, so what happened? (laughs)
1: Yeah, so I actually didn't get to watch the Seahawks and Lions game live either. Um, I spent the entire day at a soccer field yesterday. And then from the soccer field, we went to a friend's house uh, for dinner. So I didn't get to watch the Seahawks game until about 8 o'clock last night. Yeah. It was my own version of uh, Sunday night football in the Phillips household.
0: Okay. Which... It was just like a replay but, that you
1: did? I Well, I PVR'd it. So oh, okay. Like, well, I'm going to... yeah. And Nadine's like, really? You're going to watch a game that you already, I, I already knew the score. Like I, I was following along at the soccer field because I knew there was n- there was no way with me being at the soccer field and then going to a friend's house for dinner. I knew there was going to be no way for me to like avoid no. it entirely. No. So like, whatever, I'll just follow along and, and see how it's going type thing. Nadine's like, you're going to watch a game that you already know what happened. I'm like, yep. well, yeah, because <laughs> like, I want to see what happened. <laughs> um, and the Seahawks destroyed the Detroit Lions. Um it's a strong word. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's uh, they won.
0: They put up they, 48 points. If this was the old Papa John's thing, we would have 48% off pizza this Monday afternoon. Do you remember that? It was so Nadine,
1: awesome. That's hilarious. Nadine just brought that up like a few weeks ago. She goes, does that pizza place still do the Monday <laughs> discounts for like the highest score? I'm like, no, because Papa John's isn't the, the pizza sponsor of the NFL anymore.
0: Oh, I remember, I don't even remember who was playing, but we were, uh, we were working the old Jersey city and I think it was me, Ted and Kyle and someone got a 61 and we were Oof. like, let's go. We are not bringing dinner tomorrow. Like we're ordering right? it in yeah, 60. You're always hoping for that 50
1: burger, at least <laughs> yeah. one game a week. Yeah, for sure. That's so <laughs> um, funny to remember that. Yeah, I mean, the Seahawks uh, went into Detroit, and uh, I'm going to toot my own horn here from uh, from our other show. I said last week on our Fantasy Football podcast, that helps no one, start Geno Smith. And man, do I look like the smartest man alive for that. Uh, Geno had a great game. I think he put up like 32 fantasy points or something like that. He had two touchdowns, 320 passing yards. I'm just going off the top of my head. I think that's what, what the stats were. Um, Uncle Will, my boy, my <laughs> oh, brother from another mother, had uh had another touchdown, his third touchdown of the season. Um he seems to have uh have some really good chemistry with, with Gino. Um I mean Russ never threw to tight ends anyways, which is always funny that they traded for Jimmy Graham because not Russ didn't <laughs> use tight ends because he couldn't couldn't see them. And uh, even Jimmy Graham Geno's, who's
0: who's like above the goalposts, he's so damn tall.
1: Yeah. Russ couldn't see him. Nope. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I saw a thing on, on Twitter, um, saying like, you know, why do we think Geno Smith is playing so well so far this season, which like it's, it's only four games so far. It's still a pretty small sample size, but he's playing within the system. He's playing yeah. within the system that has been presented to him. He says, you know, the coach has said, this is the, this is what we're running, run the plays. And he runs the plays. Whereas, you know, the last few years, and this isn't a dig on Russell Wilson. I love Russell Wilson, but he really became a me guy. These last few years where it's like, forget the system. I want an MVP award and it was trying to, trying to do, you know, his Russell magic. Um, And I mean, I don't think uh, the last, I don't think ever Russ threw them to, to the middle of the field. Very, very rarely. And like, it's like four or third and three, and you're like, why don't you just run like a slant route? And it's like, because Russ doesn't throw slants. It's like, it just he doesn't do that.
0: Not after um, that
1: one. Yeah. So yeah, no. Gino played great. Rashad Penny had. Uh, oh god, what like did like Rashad for. I think it was like. It was it like one, one? I was gonna say like one thirty two, one forty seven, somewhere around there. Anyways, yeah. he busted big, busted off a couple day. like big runs. He had a forty one yard touchdown um he had two touchdowns on the day uh which i mean i still lost in fantasy but I, I, my fantasy team still appreciated it so <laughs> thank you rashad penny for that um yeah they're, they're off, offensively the seahawks so far this season other than that 49ers game um offensively the seahawks have looked awesome this year gino's playing well the offensive line is blocking like we've never seen before i mean Abe Lucas and Charles Cross is our bookend tackles for the next 10 years. Uh, we couldn't be luckier to, to have nailed those two draft picks this That's season. I mean, huge. Charles Cross, ninth, ninth overall, it's hard to mess that up. But yeah. getting Abe Lucas, um, where, where they got him, and uh, and plugging him in at right tackle has been amazing. Um, I would still like to see them move Damian Lewis back over to the right side. I still don't think he's comfortable on the left side. Um you know, maybe put Lewis back on the right side and put Phil Haynes in at left guard. I'm I'm not really sure what the answer is there. Uh, Rashad Penny. Um, I mean, this was kind of his breakout game, uh, so hopefully he he can keep it rolling. I know the Lions don't have. I, th- I think they have like the second or third worst uh, run defense, so maybe not like the, the the toughest challenge for Rashad this week. But like I said, I mean, sometimes you you need those games to to build your momentum and build your confidence. So hopefully that's what that was. DK Metcalf had a huge game. He had, had had like 145 receiving yards, seven receptions. Uh almost
0: pooped his pants on the sidelines. No big deal. No big deal. I saw that. He is I love when players just own up to these things like yeah.
1: yeah. They announced it during the game. So he got sidelined or he got carted off the sideline. And the announcers saw it, and so they they went down to like the sideline reporter, and they're like, "Oh, Jen, like DK Metcalf got got carted off to, to the locker room. Can you can you explain to us what happened?" And and Jen goes, "Yeah, it uh, turns out he just uh just needed to use the bathroom," and <laughs> <laughs> and the play by play guy starts laughing. He goes, "Oh, uh, we didn't mean to embarrass anybody there." <laughs> But the best part was DK tweeting a video of it saying like, yeah, I wasn't going to make it just clench and walk in that whole way. Or like yeah. it, the, 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 clench walk wasn't going to make it. Yeah. It's just like, we've all been, we've all been there. I remember one time, uh, this was when, uh, this was before we had kids. I don't even know if we were married yet. Actually, we had just moved into our house, I think. And we went out for Mexican food. This is my wife and I, uh, with, with her family one night and we were driving back home after after dinner, and I looked at her. I was like, "We're in trouble." She's like, "She's like, what do you mean?" I was like, "If this light doesn't change pretty soon, I am going to shit my pants in this car." <laughs> and and like and like I don't th- I don't even think we are married yet. She's like, "No, you're not." I'm like, "Yeah, like I'm." I am in big, big trouble right now, and like you know where my house is, and this is we're at the lights uh, um where uh, where you teach, okay. so that's how that's how close I was to home and I was like, if this light doesn't change within like the next ten <laughs> seconds, I'm not going to make it.
0: You are running this red light. If you want to stay seeing me. You cannot sit any longer at this light.
1: I was driving.
0: Oh, oh, (laughs) why did you stop? (laughs) I was driving. You should have put on the hazards and just rolled through it.
1: I don't even think. Well, no, like on the high, you you know, you can't do that on like on like a side street. Sure, there's a lot of things you you can do do do
0: when you're in panic
1: mode, like when you're oh, man. i i don't even think i parked the car properly that night. i think i like pulled, i didn't even pull into the garage i just like pulled it in the driveway. i was like you got it from here and i ran in the house
0: the <laughs> key's not working the key's <laughs> not working <laughs> thank god we don't lock the door to our garage <laughs> trying to punch in the code like oh was it the kid's birthday was it the dog's <laughs> oh my gosh let's go oh we don't have kids yet
1: ah <laughs> uh, oh, you man. know what yeah so hey here's the garbage can okay if I if I had someone that could have uh, you know sideline carted me to a locker room, I, I definitely could have used him in that situation <laughs> as well. So We've all been there in that situation where like this doesn't look good. So um, defensively, the Seahawks have a lot of holes. Um, yes, <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't know what's going on there defensively. Uh, it, someone asked Pete if it was you know it how much they had to adjust and change the defense with jamal adams being out and he said uh yeah we've, we've had to change a few things on the fly and i'm just gonna leave it at that so obviously they had some big plans with how they're going to uh use jamal adams this year maybe they're going to use a more linebacker uh, or like have him in the box a little bit more this season um and have ryan neal or something like that play as the high safety along with um quandary digs but like it's little things too that you never see from Uh, The Seahawks, at least least not as long as Pete's been there, and that's missing tackles. Yeah. Like, Cody Barton just full-on, like, I don't know. Maybe he thought he was playing tackle football. He, like, just put two hands on TJ Hawkinson and was like, okay, I got him. Got him, guys. We did it. High fives. (laughs) Like, meanwhile, Hawkinson keeps rolling down the field for an 81-yard reception, which, by the way, I also said start TJ Hawkinson. I'm really good at fantasy football, guys. Just don't look at my roster. Don't look at my record. Don't look at my roster. Imagine giving people (laughs)
0: advice to start a tight end one as the main receiving weapon on his team and not getting roasted on the show. How did you get away with that? By starting him, and we did not roast you everywhere for it. Okay, hold on a sec.
1: Hold on (laughs) a second. Keep talking.
0: Okay, well, what I was going to say when you were like, oh, the Seahawks have a lot of holes to fill up. My question to you is... Um, On paper, it looks bad when you have the Detroit Lions, who have been for the last little while abysmal. Um, They're the number one scoring team in the National Football League. They lead in points per game, in total yards per game. Could it just be that the Lions have figured it out offensively? I know they played the Seahawks. I remember they played the Eagles. I think the commanders were in there who I think have an underrated defense. Um, I'm trying to think of who their other, Oh, oh, the Vikings last week. Um, Could it be that the lions aren't actually like, are people underestimating them or do the Seahawks actually have that like abysmal of a defense?
1: No, the, the Lions um, are, <clears throat> first of all, they're a lot better than, than their record shows. Um, and I think, like again, small sample size, we're only four games into the season here. Um, but they've been impressing they me so good. far this year. Yeah, yeah. They, they've been really impressing me. Um, okay, TJ Hawkinson did not put up double-digit points yet this season.
0: Small sample size, you just said, okay.
1: Okay. okay. He was... <clears throat> On daily fantasy, he was a very inexpensive tight end. He was $4,600, which is cheap for a tight end for uh, salary cap daily fantasy stuff. And then against Seattle, he busted out, bust out 32 points in a standard scoring league. So, all I'm saying know, is it,
0: this is not too far off of Ryan telling people that they need to start Najee Harris no
1: it's it's okay, that was, i, said, no. it's, I Ryan, said it's not far off. Worse. the only reason i said like I, like the only reason i was like you have to get hawkinson in, in your lineup which i mean who wouldn't if you have hawkinson on your team is they didn't have dj chark they didn't have almond Ross, saint right that was where where my thought process was going and kyle pitts just torched the seahawks the week prior so yeah um I mean, Kyle Pitts probably would have put up 180 yards against Seattle as well if Marcus Mariota could throw the ball better. Um, but I will say one thing about the Seahawks defense uh, Tariq Woolen, my goodness. He is a freak. I don't know if you saw his pick six, but I didn't he just, see it. he was like a step behind and then suddenly he was right in front of the receiver, grabbed the ball, and he like, he is. The second fastest player, uh or recorded speed by a player this season, only second <laughs> to Devin Duvernay. Um, and he got a forty-yard pick six, and he got up to almost twenty-two miles per hour. Ooh. Holy moly! Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's a he's a guy who ran a four-two forty. Six-four runs a four-two forty. Yeah. I mean, C- Seattle is. uh I know Richard Sherman's been mentoring Tariq Woolen, which is kind of cool. Woolen was drafted in the same round. I think there's a one pick difference from where the Seahawks drafted Sherman to when the Seahawks drafted Tariq Woolen, which is kind of neat that like he's, you know, as a rookie playing this well, he's getting mentored by Sherman. um, And yeah, I mean, he got his first interception last week against Atlanta. And now this week he gets his first pick six. Uh, The future looks bright with him and Kobe Bryant for sure.
0: Yeah, couple, couple good corners to to restock the the tool shed. Yeah,
1: and Seahawks one guys, we're two and two, <laughs> two we're five hundred. Hey, we're tied for first place in our division. Um, which I mean is good and good and bad. There's some people on on Seahawks Twitter being like we should not focus on a quarterback next year. We need to like focus on linebacker and Ed rush. And I'm like, you have two first round back draft picks. Shut the hell up. They're <laughs> drafting a quarterback next year. And I don't yeah. care what you say or what you think about it. I mean, if they can just somehow like get a high enough draft pick that they can get a quarterback that they want and an Ed rusher without having to trade up to get the quarterback that they want using those two first round picks as, as collateral. I would love to see that, but I don't know. I mean, they keep playing so well that, Maybe that won't happen
0: as so. good as Gino is. He is not the future of that team. And we no, all know
1: I mean, he's a 31 year old quarterback or 31, I think. And we know I'm Drew Locke
0: is not the future of that team. Cause guess what? He would have beaten out a, a th- over 30 year old Gino Smith to take that starting role. Um, had he have been that good of a quarterback. So it's very interesting. Our two teams are quite similar this year, and we we definitely didn't see that trajectory coming. Your whole division is two and two, right? They're tied for first. Uh, the Ravens also sport a two and two record, and just two or sorry, three of the four teams also sport a two and two record. So, two divisions that over the last ten years have been probably two of the toughest divisions in all of football. Now maybe are looking like they aren't the toughest, or right because I don't think there's been a ton of division games other than obviously the Monday Night Football that just ended. Um, not a ton of division stuff going on quite yet, so it's very interesting to see both of those divisions um, five hundred or worse, essentially. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to talk about the Ravens.
1: Okay, I got one more yeah. thing to add. Then that's cool. That's cool. I, hey, give me. I'll some, keep talking about. I'll keep talking about Seahawks. That's give me nice.
0: some time to breathe right now.
1: Um, Pete Carroll was on the uh, Sock and Brock radio show today. Okay, and they were asking Pete because Pete, Pete Carroll is the worst with the challenge flag. Like someone should just take it away from him and be like, Pete, no, because like he just like. He just wastes it. I was like, Oh yeah, Pete's throwing a challenge flag like, when he shouldn't. There goes a timeout. So anyways, he was on the uh um Rock and Sock radio show today, and he just followed out. He says, Yeah, I don't care. He's like, I really have I do not care about those timeouts at, or those challenges at all. He's like, I just think it's a just gives us a bit of a competitive advantage and it's just competing. And he's like, threw in yesterday on that fake punt that they got us on. He's like, I didn't
0: even see a replay, I just wanted to throw it so I threw it. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> he's like officially in senile age where he's like, you know what? I, no, I, but I do it because I has been like that it. his
1: entire time in Seattle with the challenge flag. So like now it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Pete doesn't care about timeouts. <laughs> uh. He doesn't even look at the
0: replays. He's like, no, don't show me. Like I throw it when yeah. I want to throw it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Just wanted to throw it just to like, oh man. Just
0: kind of can. I'm just going to throw it. Oh
1: man. Always compete.
0: Well, I, I feel better about my coach's dis- decisions, I suppose. So um, the Ravens in typical 2022 Ravens fashion have let another uh, big lead dissipate in the final seconds of the play. Um, a guy that I follow on Twitter, Jonah Schaefer, he tweeted out the Ravens have trailed. For just 14 seconds of the 120 minutes they've played in Baltimore this season. And yet they're 0-2 at home. How do you lead for 121 minutes plus some change and only trail for 14 seconds and lose two home games? <laughs> um, it's it's baffling. I I don't even know where to begin, but I, I can't close it out. It, it, it's true. That's what leading for most of the game and then letting it go in the last couple seconds would be. Uh, Captain Obvious with the comment there on Twitter. Facebook, sorry. Um, One good positive thing, Uh, there, there was a, a press conference scheduled for today. And Ravens Twitter is losing their damn minds. John Harbaugh is getting fired. This person is leaving. Oh, the world's falling down. Sound familiar from last year? Oh, because it is. Everything is like epic collapse. Turns out Jimmy Smith just wanted to hold a press conference to retire as a uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, player, essentially. Uh, You play to win the game. You play to win the game. You do play to win the game, Ryan. It's mind-bottling, as Chris has up on the ticker here. Great graphics. This is this is new to season two. We have a ticker going on our, our live stream here. So it well, is mind-bottling. But I, I was super excited for that. Jimmy Smith was one of my personal favorite Ravens. Um, I, re- I remember when they drafted him, we, we needed quarterback, uh, cornerback. I can't even talk cornerback depth, and they went and got him in the first round. He showed all pro, pro bowl potential. The injury bug kind of took his career over for most of it, but I was super happy. They sent him off as a Raven, and that's one positive news. Um, As for the game, I was telling you earlier that I literally just finished watching it uh, now, a couple hours ago, I was out hunting all weekend. I, too, looked at the score um, maybe a little prematurely there. I, I was debating whether I was going to try and avoid my phone until I got back and then watched it. And then I realized, well, once you get back, you're just going to want to go to bed. So you, someone's going to spoil it for you. You might as well just see. Um, I was cooking up a little brunch at our camp there and I was like, I'm just going to look. Oh, look, it's 20 to three. This, wow. And at first I was like, oh, are the Ravens getting like their asses kicked again? Or no, they're actually winning a game. This this is exciting. There's only four minutes left in the first half. Like what a perfect first half. Next time I look, they'd given up a late touchdown uh, at the end of the half. But you know what? They're still winning uh 20 to 10 i would say for most of that first half the defense was absolutely lights out uh they had some big turnovers on Josh Allen uh they also had a lot of almost turnovers and i know it almost doesn't count for anything in this league but it was raining pretty decently and there was a couple times where it kind of classic bounces off the db's hands or or defender's hands Um, classic DB fashion they would be wide receivers if they had better hands so anyway the, the game seems to be going well um clearly the game did not end as well as what it started um I just I don't even know what to think of this team anymore because one week it's Tua throwing for like 10,000 yards on them. And I'm sorry. I know we were just talking about Tua and concussion stuff. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. He's having like a breakout start to his year, but I do not think, and I said this on our fantasy football show with the boys, I don't think Tua is as good as what this first sample space is showing. So that's their defense sometimes. And then their defense against the Buffalo Bills, who I think are a top three offense. They are a powerhouse. Um, they held this team in check basically the whole game. Like we're talking about Josh Allen ended with under 250 yards, only one passing touchdown. They intercepted him. Um, he, he ended up finishing the day with quite a few running yards. Um, but they held Singletary. They held Moss. Uh, they didn't let Stefan Diggs have a big breakout game. They, they, They held guys like Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis had one catch in the whole game. Like this is a defense who came to play this game. And then the offense just couldn't match that same type of thing. They start off super strong, but then like things like abandoning the run when they should or being predictable in the way they run or... Um, You know, Rashad Bateman having his worst game of the year. Mark Andrews getting targeted, but not being able to capitalize on those things. Like Buffalo's defense came to play for sure. But it was just like a tale of two different Ravens teams. And I, I was thinking about like, what is the difference in this whole thing? And it just seems like when Lamar isn't unbelievable plus some, their their offense just stalls right out. Like, I think he ended the day under 150 yards passing. Got picked off a couple times. Uh, he was 20 for 29 in his passing still. So it's not like he wasn't accurate uh, in his passes. Uh, he rushed for almost 100 yards again. Um, it It just seems like this team... <clears throat> is and I know you want to focus it if he's your franchise guy you want to center your team on him but when he isn't like other world kind of player uh, they seem to struggle out and the one thing I, I definitely noticed and I think it was uh, I think it was Charles Davis that was on the uh, the broadcast that I was listening to he was pointing out exactly where they were going to run I think it was in the first half. He was like, and you're going to want to watch number 42, Pat Ricard here, wherever he goes, the run always follows him. Sure enough. It's like they have Ricard say on like the strong side, they motion him over to the weak side. And then the run just follows him. Like they didn't try and get uh creative in countering or like using Lamar for some RPO stuff to, you know, go out to the side. So Dobbins could go the other way and follow Ricard. Like, they just seemed so predictable that whenever Ricard was on the field, you're going to follow him. And you, as a rule of thumb, you should follow your fullback, especially if you have a probable fullback. But when it's that predictable and your line is not establishing that line of, of scrimmage and getting pushed back, you have to try something else. Um, The last one that everybody's been talking about, and then I'll get off the soapbox here because... I'm trying to move on. I'm I'm trying to move on to week 5 to the Bengals. Uh it's a Sunday night game too, so I'll I'll be sitting around watching. Uh there was some criticism of coach Harbaugh for going for the seven points in the fourth quarter instead of kicking the field goal. Right? So there the the game is tied twenty twenty. 20 And the Ravens were on... I should have written it down, but in my defense, I didn't. I think they were on the two-yard line. Um, J.K. Dobbins rushes the ball and loses some yards. And then they decide to go for it on fourth down. Because at this point, there's only four minutes left. And they're thinking to themselves... Well, if we only get three, four minutes is too long for Josh Allen to drive down the field and score the seven because of how good their offense is. So they go for it, and Lamar is intercepted in the end zone. Uh, So to make matters worse, they don't put up points, and they don't put Buffalo on their two-yard line. (laughs) Steve, we get it. No, you don't because you probably didn't watch the game. So you're going to listen to me, Ryan. You're going to listen to me, and you will like it to quote you earlier or or you have to do push up <laughs> <laughs> too too much chris uh, <laughs> so, make uh, so, you listen, so so anyways the, he gets intercepted so buffalo starts at the 25 yard line um they end up marching the ball down and get in field goal range. And at this point they're, they're so deep in the Ravens territory that everyone's like, Oh, we're going to lose the game. So Harbaugh tries to tell the defense to let them score the classic, let them score. We'll get the ball back. We'll have a chance instead of a chip shot to end the game with no time left. We want to give Lamar the ball back. And I guess not everybody on the defense was on the same page, which is a little unfortunate. So Uh, second year edge rusher Odafe Owe comes flying around the side and he goes for the big punch out and doesn't get it. Singletary holds on and, and drops him. And the people on defense are doing this, being like, hey, we've been told, like, we're letting him score. The replay that Owe puts on his Instagram, I think, shows how freakishly close he was to popping that ball out. And, okay, if your coach is telling you, like, you're just going to let them score, I guess, you know, in hindsight, you should do what your coach is telling you to do. But if he makes that miracle play, everyone is now putting the hero card on him, saying, oh, my gosh, like, yes, this is what we want in a player. So, like, you're you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, no matter what. And uh, so that drains the clock even further. Um, and they kick the time with with no time remaining and end the game. And I guess I I haven't looked into what the reports were, but Marcus Peters was losing his damn mind, and John Harbaugh was also like screaming back at him. And I think the the presser had Harbs, and he said, um, you know, I love that guy. He's he he's a competitor. I love that guy. I hope he still loves me. (laughs) I I know I love him. And I just thought like, I don't know what was said, but I will always like players who show passion like that because it means so much to him. And he just wants to win uh, that he he's a, he's not afraid to voice his opinion to the coach. And clearly Harbs respects him enough to also uh you know, get into that altercation because they're both competitors. So that was the game. Um two and two, just like your team, tied for first, just like your team. Um we got the Bengals big division game and man, I hope they smash them. <laughs> Can't stand the Bengals right now. What do you think of the Bengals white helmets that they were wearing last week? So I think we talked last about this. Week, I mean, yesterday. Yeah, in our group chat, I think we were talking about this, and <clears throat> I don't like them. I know everybody nope. says how great they are, and oh, they're so hot, and oh, it's it's such a such a good look, and like, blah, blah blah blah. I thought they looked better in pictures, like as a uniform, and then you're playing on the field with them, and there's just something that looks weird about them, like. I, I don't know that and they're the Bengals, it, so it, they suck anyways
1: it is weird like I mean like the Bengals are known for their orange helmets right so it is yeah. weird from that aspect like I get it from like an aesthetic purpose of like white jerseys white pants white helmet like to the white out I get it from yeah like I, it, it's the white bangle like I get it from from that aspect um pants. it, weird, it is right? it is uh I don't know it was okay however the the black helmets that the Saints were wearing this weekend were oh, I missed super it. dope oh. yeah they were they were super super rad well now I um, the commander's look. alternate jerseys suck they're terrible which which ones are those they're black they kind of look like they're the Steelers because they're black with yellow numbers oh, okay and then for some reason on the name bar they decided to put like the name and then like there's a yellow line above and below the name it's they're they're bad
0: so did the saints have white jerseys with the black helmets
1: yeah they were wearing like their their white jerseys black helmets black pants
0: okay i don't know they're okay i i'm a real big fan of the all blacks like if the ravens could permanently make their uh their uniforms, those all black uniforms, I they're so they there's just something intimidating about them. Like the all blacks just look so mean, so like yeah, just intimidating. It's awesome. Yeah. All gold. All gold. Yeah, I mean the Saints could pull it off. There's a team out there a, that I'm should a, do all gold. that's the Ravens. Cause gold is such a like prominent color pattern in there. Yeah. Okay. Not, not really. But okay, I guess so. I'll well, whatever, listen.
1: Whatever that color is, I don't know. Is it gold? <laughs> well, there Yellow? is gold, but
0: there, I wouldn't say it's a prominent color in, in their yeah, color well, patterns. But it's time to make it prominent, Steve. Time to make it prominent. Um. Yeah, we're we're at our hour mark. We we did it, Chris. We, we did an did episode it. of it's like we've season been season two doing this this whole time this whole entire time
1: on another show or something
0: <laughs> which hey we... so I had,
1: I had an idea for maybe a new fun segment
0: okay and let's tease it we, right like now can,
1: maybe maybe we could get it uh sponsored later down the road if you know if you want to sponsor it or if you or you or Ooh. you hey just reach out to us reach out to us but maybe we could introduce like uh you know player of the player of the game player of the player of the day player of the game however you want to look at it like you know who who on the Ravens impress you this week? Who want, who do you want to give your uh, I don't know your 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 game ball, your championship belt, or your you Ooh. know you know teams hand out like you don't see it so much in football, but hockey teams do, or it's like here's the hard hat player of the game, or like well, I fire mean the hat. NFL I, literally
0: gives out game balls.
1: I know I, <laughs> I know the uh, Canucks last year did a championship belt. So Ooh. for your Ravens, the very first. Ballhawks player of the game. Oh, you're
0: going to put me on the you, spot like you, this. Eh? I
1: am. I'm putting you on the spot,
0: putting me on the spot. Um, I've got a couple people in mind. Um, I mean, I want to give it to JK Dobbins for having two big touchdowns and helping me dominate my fantasy football week. Super awesome to see. Um, I'm actually going to give it to somebody who I thought just solidified the defense. Cause the defense has kind of been a problem. So I, yeah, you know what? I will. Um, Marcus Williams. So they just got him from the saints um, big free agent acquisition. He just seems to be all o- like every game. He just seems to be all over the field um, breaking up passes kind of, giving us that rangy ball hawk on the back end that we haven't had since Ed Reed. And if anybody knows anything about me, Ed Reed is my all-time favorite Raven. Um, So just having that presence back there uh, was was just really nice to see. Not, Not just last game, but pretty much this whole season um marcus williams i gotta give honorable mention to marcus peters like i said before he pairing him opposite marlon humphrey just gives us that big two corners kind of like what you were talking about with with the seahawks um and I, i just love having him around yeah who gets the seahawks first game ball of season two no,
1: I, I am tempted to, uh, to award it to whoever was driving the sideline cart to DK to the bathroom. <laughs> that, <laughs> maybe, maybe that the ba- hero maybe to, was
0: not wearing a cat, a cape, but yeah. man, was that a hero?
1: Yeah. Maybe the bathroom attendant that had to like go clean up after DK destroyed. That's um, so funny. Like pretty, pretty tempting. But uh, I think it has to be no brainer. We got to go with the rookie. Got to go with the kid. Uh, giving it to Tariq Woolen with his first career pick six. That's awesome. Um, I mean, there, there's still some 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 bumps in the road with, with Tariq. Some rookie mistakes that we're seeing. Um, but you know the, the, that's okay. And that's I mean, like we were talking about earlier with you know me going to the gym and me still being sore. It's like there's only one way to get better and one way to improve, and that's to just do it. And that's to put yourself in those situations and and learn and get better. And that, that's just what's gonna happen with Woolen. I, I see you know more interceptions, more pick sixes in his future. Um, you know, he's gonna be, become that that shutdown, that that lockdown cornerback that we hadn't seen in Seattle since uh since Richard Sherman, where quarterbacks are just going to avoid Tariq and avoid his side of the field. Hell, who knows? He might even become, you know, Pete's always avoided it, but maybe Tariq becomes that guy that starts to travel with number 1 red wide receivers and wherever they are he are cuz he, or he is. He's got the 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 size, the length, the speed uh to to keep up with them. So, first uh first uh game ball of season 2 goes out to Tariq the
0: Freak Woolen. Is that what you just nicknamed him or is that whatever? Uh going? I
1: saw I saw it uh, you know, uh, swirling around on Twitter a little bit, he's okay. <laughs> I don't know. He's not Javon Curse, right? It's,
0: Javon Curse is the freak. Wow, wow! Seahawks I mean, legend Javon Curse. What? <laughs> we're not talking about the same guy, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't know? tell which curse you were talking about. You know, yeah. Oh, that's not, Jermaine Not, Jermaine, not Jermaine, right? Kirst. Sorry, I thought you were talking about that Seahawks legend. Oh, like Javon Kirst played for I believe played for the Titans, yes, played for yes. the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're talking yeah. about now. Yeah. Uh, old Steve, we're old, I'm old. Well, this has been fun. Uh we're going to do this regularly again. This is going to be a regular thing. Maybe not on Mondays. We haven't really decided. We might do some Sunday nights. We might do some Mondays. Um but we're guess do what? What
1: works for our schedule.
0: Yeah. If, if you're following us on the Twitter machine at ball underscore pod, you will be able to see when we're going to be posting uh, or going live and come join us. Come join the fun. Chris, uh, it might be season two, but I'm still giving you the final words of the episode. What you got?
1: Uh, thank you again, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Ballhawks podcast. Uh, we hope you guys missed us. like We missed doing this. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of fun doing this, um, so we hope you guys enjoyed it uh, and tune in. Be sure to give us a follow, like Steve just said, at Ballhawks underscore pod over on Twitter. That's where we're the most active. Steve is on Twitter at SSFisher87. You can find me at PhillipsChris12. Uh, if you guys... Don't get sick of hearing us on uh, on our podcast. Be sure to check in, uh, check out that helps no one fantasy cast. We go live every tu- Tuesday night uh, with our boys Ryan and Ted from the PP One podcast. And guess what, guys? That helps no one fantasy cast is not just a live show anymore. It's a podcast too. So you guys can check that out where we give uh, some pretty okay fantasy football (laughs) advice but it's not good it's not great it's right at that okay level um but we have a lot of fun doing that show as well uh as always guys uh actually you know maybe i'm going to change up this year hey seahawks country let's ride (laughs) seahawks country let's ride just kidding guys go hawks
0: peace Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us. And the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters.